The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. And now, here's your host of Lead Tennessee Radio, Lavoie Knowles. Hello, I'm Lavoie Knowles, the Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association. This special episode of Lead Tennessee Radio is being recorded as our state and nation respond to the global pandemic. For our first several episodes, we interviewed the leaders of the Tennessee House and Senate. But now we're shifting our focus to those men and women who are leading the efforts to extend broadband to the unserved areas of our states. Our member companies are on the front lines of connecting the unconnected, and their executives are leaders not only at their companies, but also in their communities and in the broadband industry at large. Today, we continue the series of Lead Tennessee Radio with Bob Mauser. Bob is the Vice President, General Manager of Hometown Services for Ritter Communications. This Arkansas-based company provides telecommunications services to the West Tennessee city of Millington and beyond. Thanks for joining us today, Bob. Good morning, Lloyd. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Uh, let's begin by talking uh, about how your operation has been impacted by the pand- pandemic. I know everybody's had to make adjustments. And so what things have you, you had to do to make sure you can continue to serve your customers in a timely fashion? Okay. I'll, uh, I'll talk about customers first. So we've done a multitude of things for our customers. Uh, like, like a lot of people, we have suspended our disconnects for non-pay. Although um, I have really been pleased with our customers and and in the wake of all the information about unemployment and everything else, our customers have really continued to pay their their bills, um, which has been very, very encouraging. Uh, We're crediting any data overage charges that uh, that would have been a result of, you know, more and more people at home trying to school from home, work from home. We just, uh, we're we're giving credit on all those overage charges. Uh, We went ahead and just increased the, uh, the bandwidth on our most popular uh, broadband speed tier. We just doubled that uh, at no charge to the customer. Again, thinking that we're going to have a lot of people, more people at home than, than normal, and that would also cut down on those data overage charges as well. Uh, we've been doing free install uh, installations on any kind of new service or an upgrade to service, and we actually have expanded our – we had a program for uh, low-income students called student, uh, School Student Connect. We've um, – it's a discount program for, for low income, and we've, we've expanded that program a little bit. We've worked with several of the schools and even put some of these on our buildings uh, to create some, some Wi-Fi hotspots and parking lots for those kids, or especially early on in the process, to, uh, to be able to continue to school from home. On the employee side, I guess like everybody else, uh, we have closed our, our walk-in uh, traffic um, to our, our offices. Uh, we've, we've had just, just everybody that can working from home. And yes, that's been a challenge, but uh, we're, we're getting better at that. We're, we're learning how to do that. Of course, that doesn't apply to the you know, text in the field. Um, those guys are out there uh, on, on the front line. So our, our construction groups, our installation and repair groups are, uh, are, you know, are working through this, trying to struggle with demand versus trying to stay safe and keep everybody safe as well. Early on, we had, um, we had some issues with our personal protection equipment. Uh, we had ordered, I think, like 5,000 of those N95 masks really early on in the process and, and we're just guaranteed that uh, every, every, every day or so that 
those were on their way. And then finally, at the end, we didn't get those. So we're, we're hoping those went to some medical uh, group somewhere and not just uh, sit overseas or something. But uh, now, we most recently, we're good with the masks and sanitizer and gloves and wipes and that kind of thing. We've also initiated a little hero pay, um, a little bump in those field tech hourly, hourly wage. Uh, just our appreciation for those guys being out there on the front lines and doing what they're doing. You know, they've had to be real creative. Uh, we stopped our inside-the-home visits a few weeks ago, uh, unless something's emergency or, you know, an all-out or something like that. And those guys have been real creative in uh, trying to, you know, keep on deploying services and install services and, you know, walking through a customer, even though it's at a distance, you know, from a face-to-face kind of conversation through the door, um, helping those customers through a, almost like a self-install. So, like I said, they've, they've had to be real creative in this process, and we really appreciate that group. Well, that's great. You've actually had to kind of reinvent how you do things, and you sound like it's been very successful, and we appreciate um, Ritter's efforts in making sure that the consumer is protected as, long, as, as well as your, as, your, as your employees also. So you've done a lot of work, and we appreciate Absolutely. all your efforts. Changing direction just for a second, it's, it's also been a particularly active uh, weather season this time, at least in, in most of Tennessee. How has that impacted your service area, Bob? Well, probably a couple of different ways. So we have about 46,000 customers, About I'd say about half of those in West Tennessee. Um, we have had a little bit of storm damage uh, in that West Tennessee area, but our biggest one was probably, and you may have seen this, it was, on, it was actually covered live by the Weather Channel. Um, we had a, a really large Jonesboro, Arkansas tornado, and then a few weeks later, a little smaller one down at Harrisburg. But uh, that Jonesboro tornado, was that was a good one. Um, like I said, that was covered live by the Weather Channel. I got my alert on my phone and then uh, turned and watched that. And it was kind of um, distressful to see that with, you know, less than a mile from our office going uh, right across town. So that was, that was our big one. Uh, but then in addition to just tornadoes, it's just been extremely wet uh, weather season for us so far this year. So uh, we've, we've really tried to struggle with, with that as we try to uh, expand our fiber deployment and, uh, and doing our outside construction. So I guess rainfalls and, and tornadoes, yes, we've, we've had some very interesting times so far this year. Well, it sounds like you come out of the, of the weather system really well and uh, hope that uh, no one was hurt and um, hope you have good luck in the rest of the season because uh, it's not over yet. they got some, some time to go for Tennessee and Arkansas <laughs> about getting severe weather. Right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your, let's talk a little bit about your, your overall broadband program. Uh, how much broadband do you have you deployed throughout your service area? Yes, we uh, we have a multifaceted uh, broadband uh, growth capacity uh, question. So we we were doing this in the, in about three different ways. So we're we're doing fiber to the home uh, in areas of new construction, any kind of greenfield opportunity. But we also have overbuilt some of our traditional areas. Uh, we're a traditional telephone company and a traditional cable TV company. So a lot of our uh, bandwidth has been addressed by Extending fiber and in new nodes, so that would be a, a D-slam on a on a copper node or a coax um, node on a on a traditional HFC plant to just increase that bandwidth out there, especially in our rural areas. So we're like I said, we're trying to do that from a multifaceted uh, uh, standpoint, and we're also working on a lot of redundancy in that as well. So as we as we extend fiber optic cables uh, to those areas, we're trying to do those and, and install additional rings. So if there is something like a tomato or a, or a, somebody digs into the fiber, we can we can serve the other part of that community you know, around the ring the other way. Well, that's great information, Bob, and I'm glad you pointed out that uh, 
you do use multiple um, technologies because some some folks think that fiber is the only technology to provide broadband, but you can actually get it through uh, coax or for short distances, even copper. And so thanks for the explanation. And, uh, uh, you know, folks just can't just throw away an entire network to start with new technology. So you can migrate into it. But um, your, your explanation was great. In addition, uh, have you received any state or federal grants to help with your build-out or expansion efforts? Uh, we have participated. We elected the, uh, the ACAM election as part of the Connect America funds. We are you know, targeting uh, high-speed broadband in some really specific rural census blocks. Other than that, no, we're doing uh, self, uh, self-funding on our broadband, our broadband deployment. Okay, very good. Uh, how much do you envision um, expanding over the next couple, three years? Well, in our ACAM project, we're spending uh, almost two and a half million on just specifically on on those, uh, like I said, those really specific rural census blocks. I could that's going to be a you know long multi year program. That that two and a half million is on top of our normal spend of the redundancy and everything I described a while ago of the additional nodes and the node splits. Right, absolutely. Um, uh, again, sometimes consumers don't understand how capital intensive this industry is, and it takes a lot of money to. To build out, particularly in the rural areas, in which uh, you've got some suburban areas, uh, but you've also got a lot of rural areas as well. Uh, right. I don't see that the process slowing down. Yeah, I, I don't either. And, and thanks for your, your answer and appreciate the uh, commitment that uh, Ritter has made uh, to the consumers of both Tennessee and Arkansas. I'd like to circle back for a minute to the crisis we find ourselves in as both a state and a nation. It's a multifaceted crisis. It's a healthcare crisis first and foremost, but it's also an education crisis, jobs crisis, and a financial crisis, not like anything any of us have seen in our lifetime. What does that do to the urgency we have to connect all Tennesseans to a reliable broadband network, in your view, Bob? Well, I'll tell you, LaVoy, I think this points out uh, you know, just how critical our service is. Uh, we looked at, at about uh, mid-March and until just the last couple of days. Uh, and compared that uh, from this time, you know, a year ago, and our request for uh, for service and for upgrades to service over those same period of time, uh, you know, a year a year ago versus now, and we're we're our our request for that's up over double what it was uh, a year ago. So that you know, obviously, it tells that that uh, you know, and I really I, I appreciate all the customer response we've had in this. Um, just the, the comments they come back with are very encouraging. It's, it's very, I'm very proud to, uh, to be in the industry we're in and, and helping people, uh, you know, through this crisis, being able to school from home and work from home, uh, you know, and, and just like I said, be able to keep jobs and uh, stay in school. And, and like I said, I, I just really appreciate the responses we've had with our customers, really encouraging us and especially our groups out in the field, uh, you know, addressing this issue front, front hand. Um, has been very, very, very encouraging. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for your answers. Um, thank you, Bob. Uh, thanks for being my guest. Uh, our, our guest today has been Bob Mauser of Ritter Communications, and you've been listening to Lead Tennessee Radio, produced by the Tennessee Broadband Association, cooperatives and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband. Thank you for listening.